Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is where you are, I appreciate you taking that time to listen to me, Deacon himself. This is episode 140 of the Deacon and Co. show, and we're just going to call this one M72 Part 2, as we recap the month of my absence, and uh... Oh, I just got to say, you know, everything that goes on and the travel and everything else, the dedication when you're doing something like this, all right, um, it's a lot. It's a lot on your body. Um, it's a lot on you as an individual of being out of your comfort zone or being away, you know. Some, sometimes it's not easy going on the road, you know. It, it's just not, um, I guess as you could say, it, it's not, you know, it's like, when you turn it around and you're almost like on a timeline and you got times that you got to space out in between each day and each place that you got to be, you know, there's never actually a real time where I can actually tell you guys that I relaxed and maybe it was the driving, maybe it was the driving to each state, to each stop, whatever it was, but it's good just to relax, just to be back, just to not have to be, you know, here and there and everywhere. Uh, it's good just to sit. But inside, when you're doing something as cool as Nay and I did, um, it's, you're, at, you're at a certain custom level when you're getting on the road. It almost it's like it changes your whole lifestyle. Uh, you know, and now, um, you know, it's one of those events where it's like, wow, it's like we just did something really, really sick, really something cool and uh, history. Can't wait to complete it see what happens, what we're doing next year. I keep saying that because I don't know. Like, I have this I have this thought inside of my head that maybe we're going to do Europe. Maybe we're going to do a couple shows in Europe, a couple shows here. We, we don't know what's going to happen yet, um, depending on, uh, you know, time. That would be the only thing that it will tell us and determine where and what we're doing from there. So... That being said, welcome. This is the 16th of September, September, if you want. And uh, some quick news, sports update, Met News, a bunch of that cool stuff that we got going on. Uh, for all of those who are looking forward to seeing Steven Tyler and Aerosmith on their farewell tour, that is taking a back seat in a postponement just announced a few days ago. Uh, that he is having bleeding from his vocal cords and will not continue the tour until next year. Well, listen, you know, this is the point of why I started the show the way I did, and this is the point of why I get at what I get at each week. At a certain point, you got to say to yourself, okay, listen, no matter, you know, like, I'm lucky that I'm here as a musician, okay? And uh, you're getting older, and Aerosmith doesn't, especially Steven Tyler, all right? Not taking anything away from the band itself. I know they're a big American band. They're not my favorite. They're not, in my eyes, even on a top ten band list of all time. Okay? Uh, of American bands especially. You don't, you don't even stand a chance if you're going to combine both lists. They're, I think if you had to turn around and you had to combine a list of not only the American rock bands, but the best bands of all time. I don't, I don't see anybody besides Metallica in my eyes that would make the world's top 10 list. And, and that's pretty sad. Maybe the doors, um, you know, but I have this argument with people who want to sit there and they, they want to, you know, oh, the Beatles were the best, the Stones are the best, Led Zeppelin's the best. It's cool. They were best for that era. 
but you're living in the wrong time frame now. These guys never had the career that someone like Aerosmith had or or Def Leppard or Juice, Judas Priest or the Rolling Stones or even uh what's that other band? Uh Metallica because of the fact that they stayed together. The Beatles may be the best. Pink Floyd may be the best. The Zeppelin may have been the best, but they didn't stay together. And you can make the argument that oh well if they did but they didn't. Okay, the numbers there. If they st if they stayed together and you still had the murder of John Lennon, that's not the Beatles. You know, even still, like, with the, you know, you'll go through times as a, as a band, okay? Um, and you'll, you'll see, like, obviously there was a death in Metallica. There were some changes made, you know. But for the core part of this run, you know, of, they, they've been pretty solid with three out of the four, you know. And, and it's, been, it's been that way, you know, and it's good. And... and even if it was not the way that things planned to be in life, you know, there were too many hotheads going on in other bands. And uh, there could have been things that destroyed Metallica as well with Dave Mustaine. And, you know, there could have been so many more things that, that James and his addictions and the problems and everything else. But what it comes down to is, is that they found a way to get it done. And, you know, no matter how bad I think Aerosmith is or isn't, um... What it really looks at from an overall perspective is is that they're on a longevity of things and they're banned for a very long time and a lot of people like them and enjoy their music and uh, that's awesome that you know they're still out there doing it but this tour that they're going to do and in although they're not playing what what Metallica is playing and the kind of music that Metallica is playing it still takes a toll on you so. Having a show or having a tour in which you're doing 28 shows on this tour, which there is maybe a hidden rumor for a third year of this tour, okay? So you do two sets in Europe, two sets in North America. Now, it's 14 shows per continent that they're doing there on the two continents. So that's 28 shows. They're having plenty of rest. Um... Aerosmith is not doing that. They're jam-packed from city to city to say goodbye, and if that's the way you got to do it, it's not the best option, and you could see at their age, um, it, it showed that they kind of got hurt on there. So, a little long in the tooth on there. Uh, no real med updates. Don't have nothing going on. Just some sales going on on Metallica.com. Um, during the whole time of this, I mentioned to you guys about the vest and stuff, so I got some patches, um, ordered some patches when I got back. Um, it's so crazy because, like, you know, my buddies at the metal shop, Czech Republic, um, especially over there, I'm going to try to say his name right, Eric. It's it's I-R-I-Q-E. So I hope I'm saying it right there. But uh, always helps me out. And it's so cool because, like, I've never had a place like this before that personally emails me when there's new Metallica stuff. Like, I mean, you'll get the flyers from certain sites that send out spam, but... Eric, again, hope I'm saying it right, messages me personally. And I think it's really cool that they do that. And that's why I said I give them a shout out. I'm not getting anything from them. Um, but these guys are my friends and they know and they like, you know, told me already. Anytime that you go and you come, then, you know, I don't know if they're in any chapter or anything, but they said, you know, if Metallica comes back to Prague, which, you know, they're coming close over there, Helsinki, a couple other places, but, um, they told me to definitely, you know, show me around and everything, too. So that's the one thing I love about it. 
Um, absolutely would love to go see a show in the Czech Republic. I have a couple friends there as well, a couple clients of mine that have had family members that have told me that you ever go in there, make sure you let us know, and we will uh, take care of you and show you around and stuff. And that's good. It's always good to have somebody who speaks English and you know, in another country and stuff like that. But it's cool because what uh, some of these phones that we don't have in the United States, which is so weird, is that you could turn around and you could speak, um, like basically take your message, and if somebody's writing it to you and you, if they're a foreign country, it, um, it starts off in, you know from another provider or anything else. Uh, what they do is they turn around and they automatically translate into their language for what I'm saying. So I could always turn around and that's how you, it's another way to communicate. There's so many ways now to communicate now if you go to another country that it's just crazy. So, um, yeah, so I had this crazy idea that I was going to turn around and I was just going to put a couple more patches on on the back. And I, ha I have some spots there for it, too. I got You know what it is? is, is I'm, I'm going to be, you know, frank about this. I, I don't like the number that... I got on there. So I have 39 patches on the vest itself. I'm really kind of tapped out on room. But uh, I, I like the number 44. <laughs> I'm sure you guys heard that before in the stories. Uh, so if I got five more patches to put on there. So we'll see what happens if I'm done on that one or not. You know, I had some ideas, you know, of, of what, I, what I want to do with it. And and crazy thing is, is that, like, I was thinking at this time, too, is maybe I would take off, like, all the patches that are not Metallica and put them, um, you know, put all Metallica ones on there, but I'm like, you know what it is, is like, it gives the vest, like, so much more character to have these other influencers of Metallica as well on there, of big people that have impacted Metallica's career as well, so it's not just, you know, for Metallica, I mean, plus the, the guys that I have on there, I mean, I really just, um, I really just, uh, you know, I really just enjoy those guys too as well. You know, obviously Iron Maiden, ACDC, uh, Judas Priest. I had to have one priest on there. Um, I have a couple Motorheads. So, you know, I really, uh, you know, I really enjoy listening to those other bands too. Uh, not as thorough as much as Metallica, obviously, or whatnot, but definitely uh, good bands to listen to there. Um, quick sports update. Got a lot of good college football today. College football has been really good thus far, and um, it, it's it's been a lot of surprising upsets and new teams and whatnot. With 25 teams allowed inside the playoff now, it's a little ridiculous, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. You know, but it feels like that. Uh Thursday Night Football, as you heard on the Touchdown Report, thank you guys for all of understanding, and um, I appreciate that you guys all um, uh, knew already that we were going to go with the Eagles and the Vikings there. Played Thursday night, 34-28 for the Vikings. Losing that one, falling to 0-2, Eagles home opener. Um, eight guys out for the Eagles, and they still got the job done. I mean, if you something works, and you got to go to the basics, and this is this is how it was basically uh, expressed, okay? Uh, and uh, Kirk Herbstreet, college guy, really does a great job. And as much as I hate to say this, um, I, I miss Al Michaels on Sunday Night Football because they put they substituted him with Mike Tirico, so that way Krim and uh, Kirk Herbstreet, meaning Al Michaels, could do Thursday Night Football on Amazon. So not only did the Thursday Night Football game break the record for most uh, streamed audience ever, it was your only fucking way you could really watch the games unless you lived in Philly or Minnesota where it might have been on like another you know channel. Um, for, you know, old school fans. So now I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, 
okay, that's cool. You know, obviously I have Amazon, so I watched it. But, uh, you know, I, it, it, watching the game, too, when I was sick. You know, I had uh, gotten some food poisoning thrown up from the afternoon coming on up until right. Uh, I probably, I, I didn't uh, make the kickoff. So as soon as I got up, Nay was trying to wake me up. You know, we had plans. I had to cancel the plans because I was sick. So I got up, didn't even play where Eagles there. No, no harm, no foul. All I see is the Eagles kick a field goal. Next thing, I'm up probably like eight minutes into the first quarter I missed. So not too much of a big deal. I, don't, I only missed a 3 nothing field goal. Um, there was a lot of speculation that there was a lot of things that were going to happen in this game that if the Eagles did not do the things that they did, I don't think that they would have won this game. And they went back to old school football. Two 10-plus drives, um, which held the ball for more than nine minutes on each drive, resulting in no matter what at that outcome, uh, one of them was a touchdown, one was a field goal, very long one, 61-yarder. So you're, you're turning around and you're, you're keeping your defense fresh. You know that you got injuries on the secondary. You know that you got a couple guys that are out. Pretty much then at that point in the game, Avante Maddox tears his pecs, and now he's out for the year. So now it's like, you know, the adversity that this team goes through, you know, or any NFL team goes through just to make it through the games without getting hurt. It's like, you know, it's crazy how fast and how crazy these things can happen. Personal opinion here. All right. And there's a lot of things that go on in the course of... of, of let's just say, uh, general manager's mind over the course of, like, the mini camps and the preseasons and everything else, okay? So, you turn around and you don't play any of your starters in the preseason. It's the same thing as not playing them at the end of the year. You want to give them the rest, whatever the scenario is. It, it only hurts the team, as you can see it. Week one where you're expected to come out and destroy a team and, and you only manage the Eagles to win by five, yeah, they covered the spread. But it's not about with this team. It's about who's going to come in, and it's all about winning. And it's all about how they're going to get the job done and get back to the Super Bowl. You know, you got A.J. Brown starting to fight with his best friend uh, in Jalen Hurts, all right, screaming cursing each other out, and he comes out after the game, the prima donna that he is, and he's like, you know, I just want to contribute. Well, at least you did the right thing and turned around and said, hey, listen, I fucked up. I started a fight. You don't... You, you, two things that wins football games. Time of possession, points off turnovers. Pot, top. Very easy to remember. You hold the ball and you take the ball away from the other team. And you're going to win that game 9 out of 10 times. And that's what the Eagles did. Found a way to get to 2-0. and Got a nice little break coming off. Then Monday Night Football game coming up next week in Tampa Bay. So, a little time off for the birds. Um, here we go now. All right. Fun fact of the day. Here it is. I thought you guys would love this one. Because we have like kind of like a little movie theme going on here today. Going to give a recap of some movies. Um, and then tell you guys about the last part of the adventure. So, today is Batman Day. Yes, it is. September 16th is Batman Day, so I hope all of you get a chance to check out what DC Comics has in store because it's Batman Day. They're going to release some cool stuff, so check that out, you know? And who doesn't love Batman, you know? Um, let me see here. 
What does this say on the agenda next? Okay, hot take. So, did it with a recap here thus far. You guys have heard Jersey, Montreal, Arlington, Los Angeles is where we left off. So, now, turn around and stopping in Arizona for one day. And then we went back to Arizona in the end of this to see them on the last stop before we came back. Hot take here. Was it hotter in Texas or was it hotter in Phoenix? Well, at 120 degrees in Texas, it was 113 in Phoenix. You may not believe this. This may sound like a um, complete crock of shit. But when you're dealing with that kind of temperatures, and me coming from a place where there's high humidity, Phoenix did not really bother me. I felt the difference of the seven degrees. And that's why I said just now it may sound like, you know, a crock of shit. But I really did f I feel the difference. It was really crazy. Um, inside traveling to Phoenix, it was uh, same thing. Scorpions, snakes, all kinds of cool shit over there. Uh, went, went into a uh, bowling alley. Uh, went to a water park. This was cool, some cool stuff there. Uh, what ended up happening was we went to go play bowling and there's a big sign on the door. It was like, no firearms, no smoking. And then there's like a picture of a machete. Like, <laughs> why the fuck would anyone bring a machete into a bowling alley? This is fucking Scarface and Miami Vice and, you know, like, why the fuck do you need to bring a machete into a bowling alley? So I took a picture of that. I thought it was rather funny. So, I walk into the place and they got league night. And, like, the guy is all frazzled. I guess he's new. It's like, he's got 40 lanes at the place. So, I was like, alright, cool. Like, exactly what I need. <coughs> Excuse me. I'd be hanging out with, uh, like, a whole shitload of people there. So, I go in, I'd like, I was like, hey, can I please reserve a lane? Um, you know, I'd like to play a couple games or whatever. So, uh, he was like, well, it's league night. So, uh, we don't have any lanes open right now uh, because we don't know what lanes they're going to pick when we get there, when they get there. So, I'm like, oh, okay, so how long is the wait? The guy's like, um, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be like uh, an hour right now. So, I was like, all right, can I just give you my name and number, have you, you know, call me or can I pay for the lane now and, you know, let me know. He's like, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we can't do that. So, he's like, well, why don't you just come back after 9.30? Now, this is at, like, 5 o'clock at night. So, I'm like, um, just looking at my watch. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll come back after 9.30. Okay, we'll give you a call when your lane's ready. Well, which one is it? Are you coming back after 9.30 or at 5 o'clock? Are you going to let me know what time my lane is available? So, I'm like, fuck this. We're going to another place. So I drove 13 miles away to another place, which really wasn't that long. Really not much crazy traffic in Arizona. Um, so I get to the place, and we're on the road, and six minutes go by, and sure enough, there's a text message that says, oh, your lane is ready now. I'm like, dude, you got to be fucking kidding me. So I could have just sat in the car, smoked a joint, and then walked back inside, and my fucking lane would have been ready. But little to say... We did not go back to that place. We went to the other new place, and it was cool. It was a really cool vibe there. And, um, yeah, it was 
much more relaxed and less people. So it was cool. Then it was just like every one of my classics were on like while we were bowling. It was so weird. Like there was no sound and it was just all these different movies on projection screens. So it was like Ferris Bueller was on. Then there was uh, one football game that was on in between Indiana Jones. Then there was um, uh, Reservoir Dogs was on once. It was like all all the classics were just there. It was just like it was such. It was like it was meant to be almost or whatever. So, I if I if I know that if I don't tell the next part of this, then I know I'll get fucking reamed and never hear the end of it. And I'm not a sore loser about this. Okay, so I don't bowl. All right, I had a scenario when I was a kid where I was at a birthday party and this was my own fault. All right, I'm I just I don't ever recommend doing this ever again uh to anybody. I I'm I would never do it again cuz I really I should go bowling more often. It's fun, but I'm just not good at it. So Nadine beat me 4 out of 5 games. All right, I'm just going to leave it at that. All right? Um a couple of the games were close, but there were a couple of games where she won by double digits. I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. No need to say anything further. No need to do anything, you know, um, threatening emails, telling me I should be cut from the team or anything. They're all welcome because it's all fun and games. But um, so when I was a kid, I, I walked up into a bowling alley. I was at a birthday party and I was trying on balls and I picked up the ball and started walking with the ball where it was very slippery. Somebody spilled a soda and I fell, and the ball broke my thumb so bad that it was like 45 degrees out of place in the wrong way. I had surgery. It was a whole big ordeal. Um, it was nuts because, like, I had baseball games, and I was playing basketball with my friends, and, like, I was powering through the pain. Like, I was, I was like, so crazy because, like, I'm sitting there, you know, and basically shooting a basketball with four fingers... And my one left hand with my five, you know, uh, extremities on there. Because, you know, I don't know if some people consider thumb a finger or not. But so thumb and nine fingers missing a thumb on my right hand. So I'm just like, man, what the fuck? So finally I got this thing checked out. It was broke. And it was just, you know, very sad day after that. Because I did play the baseball game. Had two hits in the game. And... I would, I, you know, they had to put it in a cast, they had to do what they had to do, but I missed the rest of the season. So it was upsetting about that, but nevertheless. So we turn around and uh, get, go out, it's like the big day, I'm going to the pop-up shop, then we got to go up to Vegas, which is five and a half hours from where we were. So going to see comedian Tom Segura. Get up there. It was the worst show. People were throwing up in our row. People were like, this wasn't like anything I've ever seen before. You're in a casino. Even though it's a theater inside of the casino, there's really no limit on what alcohol you could have. People were coming up with like fucking six or seven drinks in their arms at one time. And there's only two people. So people were shit-faced. Throwing up everywhere. So Tom Segura comes on. He's supposed to go on for an hour and a half. Um, he turns around goes on for an hour and he said nothing new um it was really disappointing i felt bad for nay i had a similar situation happen like that to me uh when i was big jeff ross fan and uh, i was screaming at jeff ross i was sitting in the fourth row with nay about almost 11 years ago and uh i turned around and 
every joke that Jeff Ross said, I fucking spit out before he could say it. Now, Nay didn't do that to Tom Segura, but Nay knew all of his jokes. And it was really disappointing because she didn't watch the last special that he just released because she thought that he would say that special. But, no, it was it was just not good. Um, he, A lot of people said he was funny. A lot of people told me, like, yo, he really is funny. He has a funny podcast. Like, I will tell you right now, I will hope that Tom Segura listens to this and I will tell you that you are the worst fucking comedian that I've ever had to sit through. And I kept it calm for Nay, but at one point I looked at the people next to me and I was like, bro, are you, you really think this guy is funny? Like, is this really funny to you? I know for a fact, and this is not being cocky, this is not being arrogant, this is me telling you the truth. I know for a fact that I could have went up on that stage in Las Vegas in front of a crowd, which was not a sellout crowd. There was plenty of empty seats. Um, I, I could have had that place in an uproar. And I don't have to talk about the things that he talked about. He, he Every voice that he made, it was the same. Trying to make jokes about Jews and black people and all this stuff. It just it wasn't funny to me. Like no, And I'm, I'm the first one to rip on Jews. But, you know, because it, those are the type of jokes that humor me and whatnot. You know, so a lot of other things, too. You know, when if you feel like, in a sense, like, you got to turn around and you got to, like, you know, I guess if you're a certain religion or you're a certain, uh, you know, ethnicity or something, you got to, at some point, laugh at, at the things that are said about you. You know what I mean? People can make jokes all the time about my ethnicities, about German people, about Canadians, about Jews, whatever it is. It doesn't hurt because I, I know that in the end of things, like, my ultimate goal is I'm an entertainer. So, if I can't, if you can't say something to me without laughing, without me laughing, you know what I mean, like, or without me, you know, saying something in return to you, like, I had a sneeze go in there, so I had to pause it for a second, sorry about that. Uh, so, if, if you can't laugh at your jokes, and you can't laugh at what other people say, and you don't have thick skin... You know, really, it's 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 gonna be a long night for you, no matter where you are. You know, there's certain people that you know they come across and they, they you know, want to crack jokes and, and all this, and, and it's it's like, you know, <sighs> sometimes people just go out there and they look for somebody to pick on because they feel like it makes them feel better about themselves. And that's like really kind of like what I felt like this guy was doing. He was just taking scenarios that he's heard stories of other over the years or whatever it was and put these stories together. And they, they really weren't funny. And, and that's that's so sad. Jeff Ross's jokes were actually really funny. The problem was is that I knew them all and I was just too hardcore of a fan. But what, what, what do you expect from me, Decoholics? You know, that's the way I do it. So now we're riding back and uh, we get this... Um, get these alerts coming on the phone, and I'm like, all right, let's get fuel, let's get some cigarettes, let's get some uh, water, let's get all this stuff before, because we got a five and a half hour drive back. So, um, turn around, do all that stuff, and I'm like, man, it's the fucking rain, I don't know what anyone's talking about here. So, I spoke a little bit too soon. So, as soon as we hit right, and you're, when you're driving from Arizona to Vegas, you're really only in Vegas, or really Nevada, for about 40 minutes before you get back down south to the Arizona border. So that whole time of where we were is basically just driving through the mountains and the plains of Arizona. And uh, driving through um, uh, Joshua Tree National Park, which is really cool because we didn't get a chance to go to Joshua Tree in California. So we went and saw all the Joshua Trees on there. But driving through um, 
the rain was so bad. There was a point of like where I had to pull over for a second and I was so focused on getting us back so we could rest because we have one day left and then we're flying back. So I'm so focused on doing that that I may or may not have saw this um, because it was late. So I looked and I saw a little patch of the road open up. Now, some could say that that Maybe a miracle, some could say, whatever they want to say. But in the whole time, right, and I, and I don't know what the number is offhand. I used to know the number, but I, I it's one of those things where, like, the, it's like a constant revolving door of something that you have to stay in, like, up to date with if you, if you believe in that stuff. But I used to know about, like, what all the top ten haunted states were. And I got to tell you that this is another thing that's going to sound crazy on this, all right? While the whole time that I was in Arizona, all right, I turned around and I just felt this coldness. Um, and it was a warm coldness. It wasn't, um, it wasn't like dark spirits or anything. So the time that I was in Arizona, I hit seven for seven on parlays. All seven of them that I placed in the state of Arizona hit. So now I had three bets that I placed in Nevada where at that same time I was traveling in Arizona that day, went to Nevada, placed the bets, lost all three bets, came back to Arizona, and while I was in Arizona, the team that I had to win the other game, I hit three of four. The team that I had was down by 21 points. They came back and won the game. I covered the spread and hit the bet, and that only happened. Halftime still went on when we were in Vegas, and when I got back and I'm driving through that storm, that's when I got the notification that they covered the fucking bet and that I won. I can't make this up. This is 100% true. And I just felt like I was away from the air conditioned unit, all right? And uh, it wasn't like a central air like you would normally expect what it would be. It was actually a unit. It was a really nice place. Uh, stayed, uh, got a few Hyatt inns or Hyatt places. They were really cool, really nice. And it was just the air conditioned system. Every room had its own actual unit, which because of the heat makes sense. So I'm on the complete opposite side of the room and my whole right side of my body goes cold, freezing cold. I know there was stuff amongst me, good spirits, but there were still spirits amongst me. So driving through the storm, it looked like I was in a hurricane. It looked like there was a tornado on the brink of every turn that I was about to make. Nobody on the road at this point because of the fact that it is fucking pouring. So I drove through the storm. Nay has it on film. It was one of the most remarkable things that anybody could ever do. Um, and I had no doubt in my mind that we were okay. I wasn't drinking just my usual amount of marijuana. Obviously not smoking while I was driving through a fucking storm. <laughs> that would be stupid. Um, but I was focused and determined. And I saw this this path. No joke, I saw this path. And the path opened up for me. And I was able to see just a tiny bit on the windshield. Drove us through it for like five to seven minutes. And then it stopped. Picked up again. Hard. But it was never as heavy as that moment of driving through the storm. And I think what I saw 
when I couldn't see anything else, between the fog, the clouds coming down through the mountains, what I saw was I saw the lightning touching the ground every certain amount of feet. And I think that when I saw the lightning, because in, on these roads, there's no lights. There's only deflectors. Obviously, that'll make some, that'll, that they help out a lot. But there's no actual lights on any of these roads that I'm talking about. So, they basically, every time I saw the lightning strike, it literally stuck down to the ground. I saw different size shapes of all kinds of different kinds of bolts. Sky was purple. It was it was just really something remarkable and something beautiful. Drive through that. Maybe outrageous. Maybe nuts. Who who the fuck knows? But do you guys expect anything less? I'm a thrill seeker, and that was one of the biggest thrills. I, I mean, like I said, and last week, there's no drug that could ever get me that high as what I felt. Is that you know I could be struck by lightning. I know the chances are. I think you're the safest place. In the car, um, but I'm driving through it. I literally drove right through it. Um, they were scared for a little while um, when when we were driving through the actual rain, um, but for the most part, um, you know, I had to go about 15 miles per hour through when I stopped. So there was a time where I stopped for about two minutes. Um, there was a time where I pulled over. Um, Took a deep breath, smoked a cigarette, went back out. It was actually one of the, um, the vapes. The, I have a Elf Bar. I think they're great, phenomenal for people who are trying to stop smoking. And it's a sour apple one, tastes delicious. Sometimes you worry about what they put in those vapes, obviously. Um, I do, you know, but... Can, for someone who's quitting and has quitting, you know, this is probably the closest thing that you would ever get um, to not having a real actual cigarette. So we turn around and I get through this thing after this. And I'm just like, yeah, that, that's like definitely looks like a fucking tornado cloud. And I'm looking over there and you can see the funnel. Like, I'm just like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I got pictures of this shit, uh, but no tornado. Uh, just crazy. I didn't, I didn't want to sit there and, um, and say that I was rooting for a tornado, but, uh, I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't like scared if I saw one. Like I always have a plan on knowing what to do or what the next steps are. That's one thing. Like, you know, you ever want to survive a zombie apocalypse, come hang out with me because you just, you're not going to do stupid things. You're not going to fucking go out, you know, and certain times you're not going to go out alone, you know, like, it's just not going to happen. Uh, you know, just when it comes to having that, I guess, um, no fear type of deal, um, I think that's part of, part of the reason is, is because I see some of this shit. So, I mean, at this point, like, I really don't think any of that shit scares me because, you know, a natural disaster happens. There's ways to prevent it. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but you guys know already how I feel about saving the environment and that kind of stuff and preventing natural disasters. You know, if everyone took their fucking heads out of their ass and stopped worrying about politics and how the country's going to shit and this and that and actually worry about the things that are actually affecting us, okay... Um, then maybe we would be okay in a better position with these natural storms. And thoughts and prayers are going out to everybody um, who is uh, dealing with Hurricane Lee um, over there in the northeast there. Some bad storms were supposed to come in the direction of uh, New York, but they uh, went up north. So 
hopefully everybody up there is okay and uh, safe. So then we turn around, get down to final day, show day. And Nay and I just kind of took our time, you know, getting in there. We had, we had a plan. Uh, our buddy Guy, uh, who uh, MVP of this adventure, saved us spot on a rail for the last show. And um, I just said, you know what, I really don't feel like rushing in there, you know, because at this point, again, we're exhausted. I just took a fucking 12-hour trip uh, to Vegas the day before on top of all the other driving that we did. So I we just took our time, you know, and uh, just relaxed. We had to get a bunch of shit, had to get a duffel bag and bring all the goodies home and all that stuff or whatever. So, um, but it, it was cool. It was a lifetime, uh, once-in-a-lifetime trip. I, I don't know how Nay and I topped this. Uh, we've had really amazing trips. We've, we've had a lot of cool stuff. Um, I mean, the only, the only way that I could say that this could have been topped is if we was to, if we was, if we were to coordinate, um, and again, this had nothing to do with us. It was the band, you know, we would have been there, but we coordinate, um, uh, a football game into this. That would have been cool. You know, we've had, we've had adventures, you know, that go on for days. You know, um, driving, no problem. It's no issue. So let's do it. Uh, the rush that I felt off of the Metallica shows, um, it was enough just to, you know, the process of, of for me seeing the band going in now, and I'm not, I'm not even making a big deal about this. I'm just like, all right, this is the last time I'm going to see the band until November. Um, unless they release single day passes for Power Trip, which I have a buddy who's got a, who's got four tickets. Uh, we're just a matter of finding out um, some dates of what's going on with some personal stuff, parties and stuff, before we'll make a decision about going out uh, to Power Trip. But um, I would say most likely that it's not going to happen. That would that's what I would say. But. I would love for it to happen. If they release single day passes where I can buy them myself, you know, that's a different story. But I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think they're going to do it. It's too close to the event. But if they turn around and did, we'll see what happens, whatever. But um, so anyway, so the crazy scenario about this is that was my 75th show, night one in Phoenix. So I don't say anything to anybody like, you know, I'm not going around like, oh, it's my 75th show. Like, you know, some people that did things and they, like, they had their 100th show and they made picks and stuff for that. Like, listen, I all due respect to people, like, it's awesome that you get to see the band that many times. I'm there for the band. I want to see the band. doesn't matter how many times. doesn't matter where I am. I just I want to be there. I don't want to miss out on the chance to hear the two songs that I want to hear. So if that number has to go up to 150, if I have to see this fucking band 75 more times before I hear these two songs that I want to hear, so be it. So now we go in, we know something wrong. It's just the way the first, four, first three songs come off, it's cranked up loud, all right? And uh, I'm going to rattle off these set lists for everybody here, all right? So started off with Creep. Go into Harvester of Sorrow. Um, then we turn around and we go into Holier Than Now. At that point, when we got Holier Than Now, I was like, oh, man, I already know. Now we go King Nothing, Lux Eterna, 
Too Far Gone, Fade to Black, Shadows Followed. Love those choices that they chose for this. And they mixed them up all the time. Never the same show twice. Um, then we turn around. We get... This is what it says on the set list here. So we get Orion, Nothing Else Matters, Sad But True, Hardwired. Then James goes into The Day That Never Comes. As soon as we're about to get that... He goes, give me fuel, give me fire, give me that much I desire. I looked at Nay, I'm like, what the fuck? And now, nobody knows. They're like, oh, there's a curfew, this, that. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on. You're not the band. You don't know what the fuck is going on, all right? So, fuel comes on. Then all of a sudden, Seek comes on. House lights come on. I'm like, what the fuck? Now, I've never been at a show in which they don't play Master of Puppets. Two shows that I've been at that they have not played Master of Puppets were the 40th anniversary night one and the... Come on, help me out here. You got this. Nope. The tribute show for Marsha and Johnny Zazula where they only played the first two albums. So... I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, you gotta be fucking kidding me. You really, really, really gotta be fucking kidding me. So everybody's pissed. House lights come on. Nobody leaves because everyone thinks it's a joke. Find out that James has COVID. So now come back stronger on this. And I, I think this was, this could have been, if this was anywhere else, this could have been the best show that was on the tour here because of this. All right. So we started off here. Whiplash, and this again, this is supposed to be night two, which was moved to Saturday, last Saturday, a week ago today. Whiplash, for whom the bell tolls, ride the lightning, dirty window from seventy-two seasons. If darkness had a sun, welcome home, sanitarium. You are the witch. You must burn. Off of seventy-two seasons, call of the Cthulhu, the unforgiven. Wherever I may roam, master of puppets. Cut from night one, followed by blackened, whiskey in a jar, one, enter Sandman. Yeah, that is crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, great show for you guys. Made up for it, absolutely. Um, but it sucks for the people that couldn't be there. You know, people that were traveling, not getting a refund, you know. Um, but it worked out well. Guys got some time off now. We'll be back there. Uh, next day, went home. Next day, uh, got everything on the plane. No problems. Got home. Thought they were like, Strict about having a uh, carry on and then having a check bag or whatever. My bag was kind of big, plenty of room on a plane. Um, the experience alone from these set lists that just, I went through and just, you know, again, it wasn't there for what I was personally looking to do. Um, and I knew that. And again, I wasn't just there, I was there, there, excuse me, for the band. So, gonna recap here what we heard. Um, um, up until this point now with the other four stops. So this starts off MetLife, and this was really such 
it was such a really a great um really a great set list this, this show um you know really blew me away especially because it was the first time that we had seen the band in, in uh, a very long time so that being said started off creep harvester of sorrow holier than now king nothing 72 seasons if darkness had a sun fade to black shadows followed now at this point um shadows followed was debuted for the first time there in jersey orion nothing else matters sad but true day that never comes battery fuel seek and destroy master of puppets night two which i think was uh, awesome set list on here um i was very happy with this one very similar to what they had um in phoenix and there was a couple other places there, and you'll see what I'm talking about of who had this similar set list. But started off with Whiplash, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Ride the Lightning, The Memory Remains, Luxie Turner, Too Far Gone, which was debuted for the first time on the tour, and ever, obviously. Uh, Sanitarium, Welcome Home. Well, you Are the Witch, You Must Burn. Then we had Call of the Cthulhu, Unforgiven, Wherever I May Roam, Moth Into Flame, and that was the one that was taken out so puppets could be there in Phoenix. Uh, Blackened, Whiskey in a Jar, one, Enter Sandman, see you later. Amazing, amazing. In the pit for that one. Um, ride the lightning inside the pit. I could see, just like I was riding in the storm, I could see the lightning come down in, the, in basically every angle. It was just fucking insanity. Uh, Montreal, same thing. Started off with Creeping Death, Harvester of Sorrow. Then we got Lepa Messiah for the first time in North America. Until it sleeps. Um, wait, yes. It, yeah, sorry, I almost, had, I almost like, boom. <laughs> had to double check that one for a second there. Um... 72 Seasons, If Darkness Had a Sun, Fade to Black, Shadows Followed, Orion, King Nothing, Sad But True, Day That Never Comes, Hardwired, now added in here, Fuel, Seek and Destroy, Master of Puppets, and that was Night 2 in Montreal. So you see, there, um, Night 1 in Montreal, my apologies. So you see here, alright, that this is really, you know, at this point, Similar, in a sense, mixing things up, one or two songs different every show. Now we go night two in Montreal, Whiplash, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Ride the Lightning, Dirty Window, Luxie Turner, Too Far Gone, Welcome Home Sanitarium, You Are the Witch, You Must Burn, Call of the Cthulhu, No Leaf Clover, Wherever I May Roam, Moth in the Flame, Battery, Whiskey in a Jar, One, Enter Sandman. Now... Good way to switch it up. Good to hear No Leaf on there. Um, not crazy about that set list. A couple songs in there I wouldn't have played, obviously. But um, it was good. Band was great. Uh, up until this point, it was just unreal just to see them thus far. Now, going to Texas. Texas Night 1. Starting off with Creeping Death, Harvester of Sorrow, Lepa Messiah, King Nothing, Luxie Turner, Too Far Gone, Welcome Home Sanitarium, Shadows Followed, Orion, Nothing Else Matters, Sad But True, Day That Never Comes, Hardwired to Self-Destruct, Fuel, Seek and Destroy, Master of Puppets. Now, this is the show that they decided to air. I thought the sound crew was off on the first four or five songs of each night. Um, performance really was great in Texas Night 2. 
Whiplash for whom the bell tolls, ride the lightning, dirty window, 72 seasons, if darkness had a sun, fade to black, you are the witch, you must burn, call of the Cthulhu, clover, no leaf, Rome, moth in a flame, battery, whiskey in a jar, one, Sandman. So, very, very similar to what we heard in Montreal there, and uh, then we go into L.A., which, night one, as I said, very, very loud. Creeping death, harvester of sorrow, leper messiah, memory remains, lux eterna, too far gone, fade to black. Shadows followed, Orion, nothing else matters, sad but true, day that never comes. Hardwire to self-destruct, fuel, seek and destroy, master, obey your master. Night two, things get a little crazy on this one. Whiplash, for whom the bell tolls, ride the lightning, dirty window. 72 seasons, if darkness had a sun, welcome home sanitarium. You are the witch, you must burn, call of the Cthulhu. And that is where Nay and I were on the Instagram page of Metallica. No leaf clover, wherever I may roam, moth into flame, fight fire with fire. Wow. That was amazing. Uh, whiskey in a jar. One, Enzo Sandman. So, broke down for you all the set list of there. Um, really just incredible. It really was just incredible. Um, hottest was Texas, as you guys know. Uh, up until this point, it, it was really just um, great being there in every aspect of it. Um, wasn't at every show, but I was at every stop. And that that's really, you know... Uh, important as I don't know anybody else that was at every stop. Uh, I'm sure there was other people that were, but uh, for me, for nay, it was something really cool. And this is one of those things where, like I had mentioned earlier about the uh, unfortunate uh, affairs that have going on with Aerosmith, then uh, you know, Metallica is playing it smart, taking care of their bodies and doing these things because it's not easy to play. They're not going to go out and they're going to do a 500 tour show, uh, you know, uh, show tour anymore. It's not going to happen, uh, especially not the way they play, not the way that the fans are. The fans will travel, you know, so crazy there. Um, took a little longer than I expected here to, to get that. So uh, what what we could do um, is we'll, we'll save our uh, movie recap for next week. Uh, we're going to talk about some movies and some stuff that's coming out. Uh, something I just wanted to bring up is something about the, um, y you know, something something about the the um, the whole situation with video games nowadays. Had another sneeze there. I'm sorry for the pause. Um, another video game comes out this week where if you don't buy the deluxe edition then you have to wait a week to get the game um or to play the game so you get an, an earlier um mortal Kombat came out it's a new system new uh retake of it so um it's cool they have a lot of characters in there and there's something that they're doing is where like they have this sidekick um, so you could pick somebody who that you cannot play as a playable character, but they could be your sidekick and they'll come out and they'll do their special moves, um, some of their powers and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of cool in that aspect of things. I haven't had time to play the story mode. 
Um, I'll do that because you have to. You got to beat the game or whatever. So you get like six characters and a whole bunch of other stuff um, with, when you buy the deluxe version. It's kind of dumb. I, I, I mean, it's, I guess I don't know how it's going to work out where if you have to turn around and you have to, um, you know, buy more content than that. I usually just get them. Sometimes they're like 10 bucks or whatever. So it, I think it comes to the same thing. When you're buying these things, like when you're buying the deluxe DLC packs for Call of Duty and stuff... If you buy it all up front, you don't have to pay for it. You know, like, you don't have to continue to buy it. Like, it's $10 a clip or whatever it is, a five ninety nine a map pack or whatever it was. I always thought that, like, you could, you know, pick the maps you wanted or whatever. Some of the maps, like, you know, my nephews uh, played the game with me. So they didn't really like some of the maps. They were, you know, they were just like, oh, this isn't Mortal Kombat to us. Like, they, you know, liked all the old school games and stuff like that. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10... I, the, everything in the gameplay is great. Like, the moves, everything, the, the graphics, everything. It's just, for me, it's, it's not Mortal Kombat. It looks more like Street Fighter to me. Um, so, I get a, I'm going to give it, like, a 7. I'm still a fan of Mortal Kombat. I'm still going to play the game, but it's just not. It reminds me just too much of Street Fighter. Um, we're going to go on some horror themes here. So, we'll just uh, go into Genius of the Week here. Uh, ordered Applebee's the other night, uh, Nay used her card, I went to go pick it up, so, this lady comes out, and you know, I'm not really one to specify, like, what size and stuff people are and stuff, but I'm just gonna tell you, this is a big girl, she's got, like, double E's, she's probably, like, four, 450, you know, pounds, like, 450 pounds, so, she comes out, she's strutting, right, she comes up, and she's like, uh, so, yeah, you uh, picking up an order for Nadine? And I'm like, uh, yeah, just give me one second. Let me, yeah, yeah, it's her, yeah. And she's like, oh, you DoorDash? And I was like, uh, now to be honest with you, I, I just I went to the gas station to get some gas, and some chick left her wallet out there. I was hungry, and I placed an order. And the girl just looks at me, and she's like, hands me the bag in disgust. And she's like, uh, I hope you have a nice night. I just told you to your face that I'm committing a crime and you wish me to have a nice a nice night? What the fuck is wrong with this world? Like, it was just to me, it was just a funny joke that I was playing to see how I could get a rise out of somebody based upon their reaction. If she would have came up to the car and said, hey, how are you? Uh, you picking up for Nadine? The way that she came about it, I felt like, all right, I got to fuck with this girl. She's looking at me. Licking her lips like she's a fucking egg roll. Like, you're like, I'm an egg roll that she's about to eat me. And I'm like, oh, man. So, that that's one. And in honor of Batman Day, another man who's wearing a mask. I thought this was a funny one. Lottery winner from Jamaica wore a ghost face scream mask to go pick up his winnings so that no one in his family would know that he won the prize. Now, that is a real genius of the week. Both of you... And Apple B made it on Deacon and Co. Show's Genius of the Week. I love the fact that every now, every week I'm getting emails from you guys about different geniuses that happen. And that's what I wanted the whole time. So I'm going to share some more stories that have happened um, on air. Deacon and Co. Show at gmail.com. Please let me know if this stuff happens to you. It's really quite comical. And I would love to hear from you. Um... 
bringing us right down into rapids here. One horror flick series that I hate. We go. We were going to talk about some horror movies as we're leading up into month of horror. Just ordered. Um, uh, it was before I left. I'm waiting for it uh, to come. Is the um, the shirts that they had from Terrifier, the original one. So, big Art the Clown fan. Really am. Uh, so, excited about that. And I'm just excited about horror season. There's a lot of good things coming up. Um, we're going to do some previews. Uh, I mean, some recaps next week. But you got just some of the things that are coming out. You got the haunting, um, uh, haunting in Venice. Uh, you got... The, um, the Omen's coming out with a new one. The Exorcist is coming out with a new one. Saw 10, and I saw the previews for Saw 10. I gave up after the third Saw. I thought the rest of them were terrible. This one is fucked up beyond. John, the original Jigsaw killer, never died. The people that said that they took out his tumor inside of his head never did. So now he kidnaps all the people that had something to do with him not being treated the right way in the hospital... And you can imagine the shit that he fucking does to them. This is, I believe, going to be the final one. I know that they'll find a way, excuse me, to continue it on. But this one looks pretty fucked up. Um, rapid number two here. Well, I spoke about this on the touchdown report. Didn't really bring it up too much today. I'm going to go soft on this one here. Will the Jets make the playoffs without Aaron Rodgers? Now, yesterday, when we had to release the touchdown report, we went on there, and everybody's riding off the Jets. I think that if the Jets can find a way to run the football productively, okay, and not sustain any more injuries, and limit what Zach Wilson does on the passing side of the ball to passing um, within little flats, dump passes, screens... Um, out routes, anything that's shorter than 10 yards, don't give them a reason why, um, you know, to start yanking you or blaming you the reason why, but he's going to be a big portion of it is how he comes out to play. The Jets defense will be able to hold themselves. Well, they made the playoffs. I said I was going to stop hating on them. I wasn't going to stop speaking my mind. No, the Jets are not making the playoffs. Best city in the first five stops of North America, and this would be rapid number three and final rapid of the day. It's got to be for me that night two in Jersey was magical. Just the whole day itself of leading up to it um, and then just being in the pit, it was really just that set list. Um, if I had to pick another show that was good, I would have to say that last night in Phoenix, um, I, I always felt like the last night before the break was going to be some type of magic. And, um, you know... It wasn't intended to be. If everything all planned out the way it was, we wouldn't have got that kind of set list or whatnot. But, um, yeah, that was a pretty good set list as well. Night one in L.A. Night one in L.A. Um, it was incredibly loud. It was the loudest show that I've ever been to. Uh, but that's pretty much uh, where it stood. The set list on there wasn't anything out of extraordinary, but it was a really good vibe. It was a really fun show to be at. And uh, I'm glad that I was at all the shows that I was at. Corner of Positivity. Well, before we do that, we're going to say that there's some crazy things that have been going on in the absence of the Deacon and Coat show. We've had a couple deaths happen. The lead singer of Smash Mouth, Pee Wee Herman, 
and uh, one of my favorite solo artists of all time. So a uh, good portion of next week's episode is going to be called, well, it's not really going to be called, but it's going to be a tribute to Jimmy Buffett. Rest in peace. Um, we were set to see Jimmy Buffett uh, in approximately the end of May. I made an announcement to you guys that Jimmy Buffett had uh, postponed the tour. And uh, finally, just, you know, um, earlier in the month, I got the news. Uh, I was upset about it. You know, Jimmy Buffett, one of the greatest um, solo artists of all time, brings a different kind of following. You know, he brings uh, margaritas a smiled face to be drunk and to be drank and everything else about the boat life, the sunshine, the harbors, everything else that comes along with it. It's just feel good music. When you listen to Jimmy Buffett, um, you feel good after listening to him. Uh, so our corner of positivity today is because we're going to relax as the seasons change into now the summer ending starting to get cold pretty quick where I am, and I had a feeling that was going to happen, and that's okay, because I like hoodie season, but no matter where you are, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, uh, Jimmy Buffett, Alan Jackson, um, next week we will do that, and then we will recap some movies, and that'll be a nice put-together show, before that'll lead us to the month of horror, where it'll be horror, and it'll be horror. And it'll be even more horror with Metallica. And some football. And some hockey. And some other cool shit that's happening there as well. Uh, that's going to do it. It's going to do it. Try to keep in the shows for you guys. Moderate time. Thank you all for listening. Appreciate you all. Uh, new audiences that have been joining. Thank you so much. Appreciate the love and support. I appreciate the emails. I appreciate everything. I can't be grateful more enough for the fans and for everybody that listens to my show, uh, because without you guys, I can't keep doing this, you know, uh, it might be fun, it might, it might be, um, you know, entertaining and whatnot, but there's still a lot of work that comes into this, and I don't know if I didn't have the fan base that I have that I'd want to stick with something as long as I did like this, because, you know, podcasts are popular now, you know, and it'll be popular for maybe another year, maybe another year or two, you know, but just like everything else, they're going to fade. And if your show isn't good, and you're not putting on entertainment, and you're not providing facts that are true, and you're not helping out the community, or doing something like this, whatever you want to call it, all right? Um, it's, it's really like your time here is faded. And I appreciate you guys that, you know, the respect. You know, I obviously don't have all of you as friends, but for you to take the time to listen to my show, you are all my friends. So, that being said... Deacon and Co. Show gmail.com. Leave me a line. Tell me more about your geniuses. I want to hear about all of them. Also, please do yourself a favor and watch some football this weekend. Relax. Have a drink somewhere in Margaritaville, wherever you're going. All right. And uh, while you're doing that, stop at Twitter, X. Follow me on there, Deacon and Co. Show. Stop on Instagram, Deacon and Co. Show. And that's it. That's all you got to do. Keep listening. Enjoy the weekend. Um, enjoy Batman Day. I'm sure we'll I'll, I'll try to bring it up there, try to you know find out what they're going to do and release it. So that should be a cool, interesting surprise. But for now, Deacon is out.